Welcome to My on Mondays, an explorative approach to the possessive my through narratives, art, and sound. Each Monday brings a new creation and unique perspective. My on Mondays is brought to you by Ming Studios, a contemporary art space and international artist residency program dedicated to the exhibition, experience, and exploration of arts and culture. Along with exhibiting artists from around the world, Ming also serves the community by hosting innovative programs including performances, workshops, screenings, readings, artist talks, and other cultural activities. For more information or if you'd like to participate in My on Mondays, you can visit our website at mingstudios.org. Hello and welcome to the 111th episode of My on Mondays. Our guest today is Yasmin Novello, a sociolinguist, singer, and musician from the Yucatec Maya community in Mexico. Prior to her current role as a language revitalization mentor, Yasmin was the director of an online indigenous radio station, a news anchor, and a professor at the National University of Mexico and the Autonomous University of the Yucatan. She currently lives and works in her native Peto, Yucatan. In our conversation, Yasmin tells us about her work as an artist and her passion as an activist for the Yucatec Maya language. So um, I've gathered from the little bit of communication that we've had um, just via email and from what I've read about you online, it seems like your indigenous language activism is central to most of your work. And um, so that said, you are a sociolinguist, you've been a teacher um, and a television broadcaster, you've worked in radio, and you are also a singer and musician, which um, I was really <laughs> excited to learn about. And so I'm curious how you apply your activism or, or how you have in the past in all of these different fields. Oh, oh, first of all, thank you for inviting me to talk a little bit of me and my work. And I think mostly about language revitalization, which is my passion and my, my work. And as you said, in every area of my life, um, it's about, it's about language. Uh, if you ask me why, I don't know why. I just know that when I realized that Mayan is a language that is little by little losing spaces and having less and less people speaking it, um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's if I don't do something if I don't make something um, you know it's it's like when you are informed about something really bad is going to happen and you don't action toward it mm -hmm. and that happens to me yeah. and so, I think I, I think that's like the main reason it's because it touched me very deep yeah I, I'm I'm fascinated. I didn't even know that there were television and radio programs. I mean, radio makes more sense. But so you actually, so your native language is Yucatec Maya. So you were actually a television broadcaster in the language. Yes. 
I I must to say that uh, in in my childhood I I didn't speak I didn't speak my Mayan language okay. because yeah um in my parents my dad my mom they never spoke me in Mayan okay. but I grew up in an environment where everyone were speaking Mayan so I learned it yeah I could understand it yeah. but I never. I, I never had this facility to speak, uh, but I started very early working on radio in the indigenous radio of my hometown. Mm-hmm. And since that, I really built fascination about communicating ideas and communicating talks. Yeah. I love how the radio was a tool to get close with people. So mm-hmm. in my childhood, I, I know it. I knew that I want to do radio. And I think I, that was my first desire. That was my first um, goal of life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I, when I put together my fascination for radio and then also um, the information I had about my language, well, those two things made that I decided to start something first to activate my language and then to start a project where language can be in the radio. Mm -hmm. So you actually um, initiated that, you began, there were, were there no other people doing speaking in Maya on the radio before that? Mm, in in the area, in the Mayan area, we have three states. Uh-huh. And in those three states, we have, every state have a Mayan radio. Mm, okay. But it's a governmental, the government's initiative. Oh, interesting. So okay. really, it's not from the from the people. Oh wow! And, okay. Yeah, and and that's that's a big problem because when when the people is not the owner of the media, um, well, it's something like even in if it is in our language, it doesn't have our voice. You know, mm-hmm. it's not our voice, even mm-hmm. if it is in 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 our languages. Yeah, that makes sense. Another one of the fields I you you are a musician and a singer and so you write as well you are actually writing the songs yourself in Maya at this point I think I read like you're not singing in Spanish anymore you're just singing in in Yucatec Maya yeah I wrote all my songs and sometimes it's easy sometimes inspiration it's a flower who goes into the air and I can mm-hmm. catch it, but yeah. sometimes uh, a song can take me can take me three, four months, and I'm working on that. But yeah, um, I think it's a way to show also the different how how different we are from the stereotype people draw toward indigenous people. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. It, it, yeah, you know, in our in in art, in the music, you can 
you can speak about what is going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And if it is in Mayan, it means that it's a Mayan person who is talking about what is going on in, in his or her life. Yeah. Um, I think that was my motivation to speak about and to also to make public my feelings and my thoughts because it's about love. It's about um, my my songs are about love, about um, not only you know that that image that people think it's an indigenous person. Yeah. Um, sometimes they think that the indigenous are person that we live in, I don't know, sometimes I think they think that we live in trees or we just um, have certain dress or mm-hmm. kind of clothes. Yeah, you're people who are alive and living contemporary culture just like everyone else. So Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so um, that brings me to... Uh, you did a hip hop song actually with uh, <laughs> with a hip hop musician artist named Pat Boy, and it was done in the Maya language. And can you tell us a little bit about that collaboration and the message of that song? I would like to say I'm sorry. I I don't want to um, portray that song as more important than your own music, but I I haven't seen a video online of your own music yet, which I would love to see (laughs) and hopefully, um, but because that is, that's the song that's most available, it it comes up a lot. That's why I'm asking about it. And and you are right. I think that song was very important, even if it is not my favorite, it's not Mm. very, very much my style. Uh I recognize that, it was very. Uh, it, it went viral uh, in that in those times, uh-huh. and some people know more about that song <laughs> than my songs, and it mm-hmm. is okay. You know. You know what? I think it is because the quality of the video clip and the quality of the song mm-hmm. um, is something. It's that song is. It's like a statement about so many things that is go- it's happening now in, in indigenous people in Mayan in the Mayan group uh-huh. in my in my with my people. Um, there are so many people talented and working on songs and working also on, on other kind of arts, but we don't have the tools, the technical tools the technical knowledge and how to make a product, a cultural product okay. beautiful. Ah. I, I don't want to say that our songs, our songs are not beautiful, but um, we need, we, we are in, in like, you know, the, the, the main context of the cultural products. It's, it's it's large there are so many people working on music now and mm-hmm. we we are like com, com, competing with with yeah so many people working in other languages yeah and that video showed that well that that was a, a work 
made with so many efforts and so many collaborations and we had that beautiful video clip and song and even we went to the main city in the country of Mexico we went to the capital to Ciudad de Mexico uh -huh. to record that song okay and not so much people have the opportunity to go and to have this professional record and that that professional video clip yeah can you tell me um what the message of that song is what is the song about the name is Shimbalka, which means uh the people who is in moving uh symbol means uh to walk uh also means to visit and ka is now uh, the people the people the cultural group okay and we talk about we together can show who we are and together can show that we are not those artifacts, archaeological artifacts, yeah, yeah. but we are here and we are in these times and we are mm -hmm. moving like mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. That was the, 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 main, the main goal to, to transmit in that song. Yeah. What kind of feedback did you receive? What, what, what did you hear from people? What did they have to say about it? Oh, also it is very interesting because I can talk about the beautiful uh, comments and the beautiful opinion we receive from many people and how that put Mayan language in, in the social media and I think it's a good it's a good way to show to the kids that Mayan language is beautiful and you can sing and you can dance with your language you know mm -hmm. but in other hands also we receive uh, opinions about opinions that show that many people have interiorized those ideas about what a Mayan person should be, how a Mayan person should mm. be. And many persons uh, criticize us because we were not dressing our traditional dresses. And also because it was in rap, it was a rap. Uh -huh. There were uh, some parts in rap and rap it's not Mayan, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that just show us that there are a narrative about us mm -hmm. and we are fighting against that narrative. So the people who were criticizing you, they were non-Mayans. I, I don't know if, were, if they were Mayans or not. Mm -hmm. The um, comments were in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but I think they were they were well Mexicans. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think sometimes what happens too is you even have people within the culture who want to hold on to the old ways of things and and don't want to allow anyone to sort of live in a more contemporary way. But language is always changing, I think, and, and culture is always changing. And that doesn't mean that you can't hold on to the old and still move forward. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that that was part of the explanation about mm -hmm. those two sides of 
Yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting because, I mean, for me, when I th when I think about it, it's sort of like you are Mayan, you yourself as a person, you are Mayan and you are doing this. And so it's sort of like saying, oh, you are not you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I read a little bit of, you know, a couple of interviews with you and some different things that I found online. And I'm curious what the response has been from the younger generation and um, why you think it, is um, so important, the revitalization of the language among the youth? Hmm. Um, I think, well, it is something that I'm noticing now in the work I'm developing here in the Yucatan. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing that even if there, we can have so many works about language, we can talk about a school, we can talk about, I don't know, um, a language nest, just for saying something. But if there are no persons who wants and who loves their language, all that work has not a purpose mm -hmm. because for, to take care of a language, to have to, for the future of the language, we need to first have the people who wants to speak. And I think music and also media, it's like the arm, like the, like the, the heart, of the language revitalization work okay. because feel, yeah. because the, the feelings that we need to the talks we need to to take and to spread between us as we said there are a narrative about us mayans and that's a narrative that show us like the past we are from the past or we are not beautiful or we are not uh, value and and people doesn't want to be linked or related with all those things yeah so the music and the art are important because we can we can take ideas new ideas new feelings between us to think about our language to think about us Mm -hmm. And it's not the same that if we say that in conversations or workshops, it's not the same if you hear someone uh, singing about, I don't know, what, what you feel when you speak or it, it's different. And even in, in songs, you don't need to um, lecture someone to speak their language. If they see that you are enjoying your language and you are being happy and having a good moment with your language that's yeah. that's a message too absolutely that communicates too yeah i imagine just um for example with like the the hip-hop video you did hip-hop is is very much i mean it's been around for what like 35 40 40 years now but but it is still very much a youthful 
um, a music that's associated with the youth. And um, so there's there's got to be, I'm imagining, interest, you know. It's, it's not, I, I can imagine that it's not hard for you to find interest among young people. And I don't, I don't know, um, here in the Yucatan, the Maya music and also the writers, I think are the most um, like developed area where language is very present. Mm -hmm. There are so many writers who made their poems and uh, stories in Maya language and also the music uh -huh. have a very important, we have a very important tradition, not only with the rap, uh, mm -hmm. hip hop is something um, new, but yeah. before hip hop, we had um, the first people who attempt to make records and to sing in Mayan, they were a very important example for us. Mm -hmm. In my mind, it comes the name of Santo Santiago. It's a music, a Mayan musician who, um, he, he made many songs, reggae songs. And it mm -hmm. was very important because it showed us that we can we can have our language in the style of music we like in any yeah. kind of music. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that's really cool. I mean, I I I would love to learn more about that. Um, so I, I'll shift gears a little bit just for sake of time, because I, I promise a time limit always on these interviews. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I I read an article uh, about you and you had attended the Maya Mais Roots Conference in Arizona. And I was really, you just said, a, I mean, you made a couple of statements that I found really interesting and sort of sparked uh, a bit of curiosity in me. Um, and you spoke about the importance of corn to the culture. Mm -hmm. And um, you made a mention about how taking away a people's language is a violent process. And so I was really struck by that statement. And then um, and then I and you had mentioned somewhere else, I think in another article or something, the importance of corn to the culture. And then I just started thinking about the importance of food and language both as yeah. like really important elements in culture. And it made me think about how um, I've noticed um, in my, my mother is from Venezuela and I've noticed yes. how the food and I, I've known this, I've noticed this from speaking to like learning a little um, from Mexican friends about how the food often doesn't use the Spanish words like most of the food in Venezuela is they mm -hmm. they use either indigenous or African words for food items. Yes. And I think this is something that happens in a lot of Latin American countries. I can't speak for um, other parts of the world, but I'm curious what your um, what your thoughts are on that. Like, to me, it almost seems like that's one safe way of, like, really holding on to something as your own, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, thing that you mentioned. And I was thinking that if the language dies, I, I, I don't, I don't like to use those terms, mm -hmm. but just let's say um, if the language dies, even if those meals, food, kind of food, um, have names, indigenous names, if the people doesn't know about, if there are no speakers of that language, those names will be um, changing with the time, hmm. losing their essence. Yeah. And it happens here in Yucatan with the names of the little towns around. Uh -huh. There are so many, in, in our geography, uh, so many towns have Mayan names. But now, those names are a little far from the original essence. Uh, and yeah. some word that means, I don't know, Chancinic, now it's pronounced Chaxinkin or something else. Uh, okay. But mm, mm, we Mayans, we know the name of that, the real name of that town, and we know why that place is called that uh -huh. name. Oh, that's and really think, interesting. Yeah, and that's that that thing that you are commenting about food, it's important because it, it is just uh, something that we can see that if we lose the language, we lose many things, we lose economy, we lose uh, ecology, because those names of the food uh, maybe they are naming uh, the products or the ingredients, no, uh, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah, and or the way to cook that meal, or maybe a story about that food. Mm -hmm. In language, we have um, so many things. It's not only a code to. Um, to speak with other person who needs to decode, decodify what we are saying. Mm -hmm. We have, we have an entire universe and an entire world in the languages. If language, if we don't have our language, we will, we will lose also those foods yeah. because first, persons who are working on the farms, they need a language to know the names of the herbs and the products and the fruits and all those things. And then we need also the language to know how to cook those products. And I think it's taking me to think about um, that phrase you mentioned it about how take the language to people it's a it's kind of violence mm -hmm. because if we don't have language we don't have also the knowledge about how to cook how to take care of of the farms how to farm or in that make us poor because it push us to live a way of life a capitalist way of life and we need mm -hmm. to take the other food of others, the talks of others, the money of others or the economy of others. 
and we keep for us nothing. Mm -hmm. It's it's so powerful the work that you're doing. I mean, it it just encompasses so so much. I feel. And so I'd love to know what it is that you're working on currently. What is it that you're focused on? In, in what avenue are you using this work that you're doing? Right now, uh, I think I'm focusing on... We are with my partners, with my Mayan colleagues. We are working on develop a network or a group of people uh, gathering to think about the future of the Mayan. And that makes me pause other uh, aspects of my work, like you mentioned the music, and also I was teaching in some universities, and the radio, yeah, there are so many things I like to do. <laughs> so you're for you're my still language. you're still continuing with with all of the work that you've done. Yes, you just so it seems like yeah. you work in a very sort of organic way with whatever comes up. Then that's where you put your focus. Exactly. Okay. I think it's I'm saying I'm seeing what is urgent now. Yeah. And in this in this very moment in my mind comes this phrase. Uh, I think it was, I'm searching the name of this author who said that the times are urgent, so we need to go slow down. Hmm. And I think it was, um, let me see. Yeah, it was Bayo Akumulafe, a Nigerian writer. And I think now for my people, well, I, I stopped all the things I'm doing because if we don't stop and if we don't think where are we going mm -hmm. uh, we are just in this we are just walking and walking and walking because we know that it's urgent to work about language and I can do podcasts or radio or teach or just fill my schedule with activities mm -hmm. but I think me, I, and other persons are in the same route, and we don't have uh, a shared goal. And okay. that's what I'm working on now oh, with, um, with the Mayan community. Yes. Uh -huh. And uh, as I've said, we have three states in the Mayan region, and we are trying to gather people from all these three states think about the future of our language and where we are going with all, all those uh, works we are doing and trying to put a strategic goal mm -hmm. uh, thinking on 40 or 30 years in the future where we want to see our language in we have like 11 areas we identified we need to work on and those areas are media, uh, cultural production, also education, mm -hmm. and um, technology, um, also the hobbies, spaces. You know, we want to make yoga too, or this Zumba classes, <laughs> wow. or learn Taekwondo, but uh -huh. in our language. Yeah. Yeah. 
That sounds really and, and exciting and inspiring. It's, it is, and also it's very consuming time because yeah, I can imagine. It's, it's yeah, it takes a, a lot to combine and to have a balance between their our own schedule and the schedule of others. Yeah. So right now, as you said, in in all the areas of my work, I'm just focusing on this. And also uh, in the work that I'm collaborating with ELP, because it's That's also the, endangered the same language. thing that they are doing. Yeah. Endangered they, language they, project for, for listeners. Endangered, yeah. yeah, it's a place where also we need to go together and to share and to grow together and to think about where, I mean, it's not the Mayan language, but where all our languages are going. Yeah. I mean, it does sound um, like it, it could be overwhelming, but it also sounds really exciting. I mean, just listening to you talk, it makes me feel inspired. And um, I wish the absolute best of luck to you and in in these next planning stages and i'd love to continue uh to know what's happening with that and is there any way that others can become involved uh, yeah well we have our social media and but everything is uh, in mayan language mm -hmm. <laughs> And sometimes we translate to Spanish some things. Uh -huh. um, and also we have our web page where you can keep tracking our, our activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak with me. And I, I really enjoyed the conversation and I would really love to know... Um, more about your own music as you move forward with that as well. Do you have any recordings? Um, in this very moment, I'm working on that. I I hope in March from 2024, okay. I will releasing some songs. Okay, great. I'll keep posted with you and and hopefully we can share that music when it comes out. I'm really looking forward to it. Sure, it was my pleasure to speak and to talk with you. It's always fun to, yeah, to speak and to share all the dreams of the Mayan people. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm honored. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Monday. Tune in.